Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. There is to be a major change for Dublin drivers from Monday as one of the main roads that connects the north side of the city uh, will close to traffic and cars will be banned, according to the Irish Mirror, from driving inbound on the North Strand Road from Fairview to the Five Lamps until early 2024. This is Ireland. That could easily hit late 2024. Anyway, this is to facilitate the building of a new Clontarf to city centre cycle lane, which is part of a 62.5 million project. And joining me on the line, because the locals are not happy at all, is local councillor to the area and for the area, former Lord Mayor uh, Niall Rain. Good afternoon to you, Niall. Hi, Niall. How are you? Um, Niall, I mean... The residents seemingly are not happy, but according to the Green Party, and I'm, I'm kind of reading it here as well, uh, the, the local councillor, Donna Cooney, said the critics were jumping on the negativity bandwagon in other, and spreading misinformation as well, by the way, according to her. In other words, you're jumping on the negative aspect of this, not the positive aspect of it. Well, to be honest, down here in North Strand, and Donna isn't, Donna isn't a, a representative of the North Inner City, but um, in the North Strand, Ballybock area, um, there's nothing but negatives because we can't see any any um, positives, anything positive for us local residents. And when I talk about local residents, these are people who are now being forbidden from turning out onto the North Strand Road. So if you happen to live on Leinster Avenue all the way up to Shamrock Cottages, you are not allowed to turn left. If you want to go into town from your house on North Strand Road, you have to go out of town and then back into town. It's, and and I know the the, uh, the necessary inconvenience is one of the other phrases the Greens are used. Now, necessary for who? You know, like it's not necessary to, to have people trapped in their own homes. And, I, and I'm talking about. But she says they're not. She, and I'm just reading what she says here. She said, "I think that it is an inconvenience for people, but people are not going to be trapped in their houses or any such thing. If people are coming from Clontarf, they can go over the Alfie Burn Road uh, that way into the city." Well, that's, that's fine for people coming from Clontarf, but I'm talking about people who are literally in their homes, and if they come out and decide, right, I want to go into town, they can't go into town. Mm-hmm. They have to, they're not allowed to turn left towards the five lamps. And you're talking about, and the green thing, this is, this is one of the things that's really annoying, Niall, the greens and all their emissions and their recycling. There's a recycling centre down in Shamrock uh, Terrace, that recycling centre now, you can't access it coming in from Clontarf, from Marino, from Fairview. So what happens there? People will either not use recycling or whatever. And also, you don't have the amount of traffic on Bollybock Road that just snarled up emitting their carbon monoxide all day, every day. I mean, it just it doesn't make okay, sense. Okay, because of course, at, at this present time, without the infrastructure for public transport, the traffic that normally would go up North Strand will have to find an alternative route. Hence, you're going to have gridlock on the alternative routes, and I'm not going to deny that. But in saying that, the future plan from twi- early, well, according to them, early 2024, this is Dublin, so I can imagine it going on probably to late 2024. The future plan is, of course, that you will have more room for cyclists and pedestrians, and you will have less traffic this is the plan, of course. So those local residents will be breathing in less carbon monoxide. Well, that's what they're telling us. But um, well, that's the plan, know, isn't I, it? Yeah. I think. I think you know, like we have to get real. We have to be realistic, Nile. So a lot of people actually have to use their cars. It's like this. This railroading. This. This absolute anti-motorist rhetoric that's coming out of Dublin City Council and the Greens. You know, it, it just. It doesn't make sense. It's like it's almost you 
get into a car, you're some sort of pariah, you're a, you're, you're a, a, a pimple on the bottom of society, you're, you're some sort of... Uh, I, I think we would, we would accept that because unfortunately we don't, for a lot of people there isn't an alternative. Now you could argue that it's not the alternative is the bus. alternative is to get on your bike or get on a bus. Now that's all very well, unless you're like my mum, for example, 87 years old. She has to go up to the Matter Hospital every so often. She lives in Ballybuck. So she, if she has to get there by bus, public transport, she'd have to get a bus into town and a bus back out of town and then walk from Dorset Street. Whereas I can pick her up in the car and five minutes up the North Circular, we're at the, the hospital. Now... But according to the Greens, my mother should be using public transport or getting on her bicycle at 87 years of age. So it just doesn't. The, the indifference that, that will be a vision to behold, I imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, okay, so do you think this is all a fantasy? In other words, that you don't believe this is going to be any way beneficial whatsoever because when the road does reopen, I'm assuming there will be only one lane and uh, the other lanes will be taken up with pedestrians and cyclists and cyclists. No, no, similar similar to the, the keys, I imagine. Oh no! It, no, it won't be like the keys. But but if you if you take it uh, already, we've lost a, a traffic lane on in uh, Fairview, going by Fairview Park. Now we're going. We're losing another lane for, as you say. You know, we were told originally this was going to be a year. Now suddenly it's gone into twenty twenty four, and it's like the arches at uh, the bridge in Clontarf, which is supposed we were told would be one of them would be closing for six weeks. That's going to be till the end of the year. So. You know, people. Why, by the way, why is it taking so long? Sorry, not for interrupting, but I, I don't know too much about construction. But I imagine when you need to do something pretty quickly, you do it in sections, you know, overnight or whatever it happens. To be. Why is it taking till nearly a year and a half to do this? I, and no that's idea. that's a, a conservative estimate, by the way. Niall, they probably have to justify it going from twenty million to sixty-two and a half million. Well, it's a lot of money, all right, for a lane, isn't it, for a cycle lane? <laughs> By the way, in relation to the local businesses in the areas, I, I, have you spoken to any of the local business people? I'm assuming you have. Absolutely. And what's the effect it's going to have on them? Well, the effect they have is wondering how they're going to get. For example, well, one business already closed down, Damien Duggan, the jeweller in Fairview, because people can't. He, his all of his trade was passing trade, a little bit of local trade, mainly passing trade. He has to close down. And, like, they were putting out this rhetoric, oh, no, he just, he just was retiring anyway. He's gone to a nine-to-five job now because he has to survive. But he closed down his business. There's a local cafe, the Cloud Cafe, which has outdoor dining. Now, if there's roadworks going on right opposite your cafe, that's the end of your outdoor dining because of dust and dirt. So the, the girl there, Paula, is very worried about her future business. The local pubs don't know how they're going to get deliveries. The local shops, how are they going to get deliveries? I, I'm the assuming they, they will allow access. I mean, they, there is access for buses, taxis and cyclists currently at the moment, and there will be. And there is access from the opposite side of the road going outbound. Um, so I'm assuming that's the only way they're going to get their deliveries, isn't it? Well, that, that's what it looks like. But it, it, on, a, on a, another level, you have the local undertaker, Stafford. Now, they have a loading bay outside, and it's, it's unfortunate it's called a loading bay, but that's where you, you actually literally load the coffin into the, into the hearse. That's going. They're now going to have to take uh, coffins out by a laneway at the side of the undertakers. I mean, this, this is the impact here... For, for $62 million to have been spent, and one, proper planning doesn't seem to be done, but even worse, the lack of communication on this, Nile has been literally breathtaking. The indifference being shown 
to the ordinary people and ordinary businesses around the area, but the, in inverted commas, the greater good. And I do accept there's greater good involved well, here. Yeah, she, she does go on to say it is a huge greening of the north inner city with loads of semi-mature trees being planted and it's going to be uh, transformative in terms of eight public plazas for people sitting. Well, in, in the sunshine, it, you know, like I mean, it, it'd be lovely to be sitting on plazas, but where they put in these plazas, I don't know. I mean, this, I'm assuming this, Fairview Park is in around there. Well, it? Fairview Park is like I mean, originally, and our original plan for this was why will you not put it through Fairview Park? Oh, the other thing, Nyland, I just have to say this one: the real sneaky and underhand thing they've done, which is even more contemptible than the lack of communication. Suddenly, the bus lane now is twenty four seven. It used to be until seven in the evening. So absolutely, if you want any relief at all, that maybe you can get into town in the evening to go in in for a show or whatever. Even that's gone. And I've asked that. That bus lane seriously should just be peak hour morning and let traffic okay. get the local residents use it the rest of the time. Well, 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 hang, well, hang on now. Just stay there for a second. And for those, by the way, listening outside Dublin, just to let you know, this particular road is a major archery. It's probably one of the seven or eight major archeries from the north side of Dublin straight into the city centre. It brings you straight into North Strand and Talbot Street and Connolly Station and everything else. Malachy Steenson is a local businessman in the area and solicitor has been in the show many times before. Malachy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Noel. How are your clients going to get to see you, Malachy? Well, they'll, well, they'll have to walk or cycle. Now, will they? Well, that's a very good question because unlike what Donna Cooney said there, um, people coming from Clontarf come down the Alfiebourne Road. If you want to get to my office from the Alfiebourne Road as it starts, as it stands now, you would have to come down the Alfiebourne Road, turn left, go down to the end of Eastwall Road, head towards the, the, the roundabout, up past the point, and back out of the city. Hmm. Right? That's probably in rush hour traffic an hour. If you were to turn right coming out of Alfiebourne Road, you would have to come up to the top of Eastwall Road, go through that junction, onto Ballybock Road, turn left, go up as far as Portland Row, turn left, come down to the five lamps, turn left, come back down. Now, depending on what time it is, you may or may not be able to turn into my street because at certain times you're not allowed to turn into it. You'd have to turn into the street before, two streets before it, and zigzag, zigzag through three or four streets to get here. So Donna Cooney obviously has no idea of the layout of the, the land around here. Now, but she, but she, thing, she's basically saying that you're all uh, supplying misinformation. Well, let her come and, down and, and, yeah, and that you're all jumping on the negativity bandwagon. Are you jumping on the negativity well, bandwagon? Well, I'm, and certainly, ring. I'm certainly not. And the council have said that they sent around 60,000 leaflets about Did you this. get a leaflet? No, I didn't. And I don't know anybody that did. But what well, I, I, did well get... I know somebody who got one. I was only talking to somebody this morning here in the office. Actually, Ruth, my researcher, she said her parents got one. They live in Rohini. And they well, got one. And it's hugely <laughs> valuable to Dan. Just like the leaflet that they I know Rohini's out. a little bit far out. Mind you, but they, you may have to go from Rohini into the city centre, I suppose. That's the reason they got them. But well, they, one, they got one them. One would have thought, Niall, that the people who live in the area who are immediately affected by something that we only learned about in the Irish Times last um, Thursday or Friday, that we would be told and that there would be some discussion. Now, well, so, it, but, but surely there was, obje- uh, there was objections to be put in or there was a, an opportunity for people to put in objections at some point. Well, there was never any, any talk. I mean, Seriously, there was, public, decided, was there not a public consultation in the area? No, there wasn't. They've decided to do this and that's what has happened. And they need to justify spending 62.5 million on something that two fellas with a shovel and a pick could do quicker. 
you know, and the, the bus line it is do, Niall Point. It does seem b- like an awful long time. Now, don't get me wrong. I know it takes a fair bit of work to put in these little, you know, footpaths, you know, in between the road and the cycle lane and all that kind of stuff and the, the little plastic poles that stick in the ground and puts, you know, pictures of cycles on the ground. I know it takes a little bit of time to work it all out, but, but it does seem like an awful long time, Alec, well, you well, know, no, a year and a have- half. Well, look at how long it's taken us to build a hospital. We're told yesterday that it'll take six years to put in a, a, a pump so that houses can be built on the, the glass bottle site down in Ring's End. This is Ireland. Why did we not just simply bring in a load of Chinamen mm. to do it? Mm. And it would have been done in a week, probably. You know, I mean, this is nonsense that we spend $62.5 on a project that nobody in this area wants, which is to placate the Green um, um, uh, Party in government, and to keep them in government. And what we have is people now going to use, sit in their cars for another hour, and they've done this purposely today, when there is uh, very light traffic, when most people are on holidays, when the kids are off school. Come a, a, a morning in the middle of September, when kids are back at school and it's slashing rain, there will be an hour added on to Ruth's parents if they were coming into town's journey from Rohini. And is that acceptable? How much more carbon are they going to admit emit from their cars doing that. So, I mean, it, it, we have in this country now the tail wagging the dog yet again. And okay, I'm lo- I'm, I'm, okay, I'm looking at some of the messages coming in here to both of you. I hope Dublin City Council didn't get the same contractor as the one in Limerick's O'Connell Street. It's taken over three years to do and it's only half complete. An utter disgrace. Th- thanks for your time, says Mike in Limerick. And somebody else says, Niall, uh, I'm a part-time cyclist and love the safety of cycle lanes, but there are not enough cyclists for all the cycle lanes in the city. We don't have the climate or year-round for cyclists. Uh, some roads have cycle lanes in both sides and not enough for two buses to pass each other safely. They have destroyed the Phoenix Park with the cycle lanes and now there is not enough parking for people to enjoy the park. Um, now, just to put Fairview into context, we already have a cycle lane on the footpath we already have a cycle lane in the park. There's a cycle, and, there's a cycle lane on the link road too, isn't yeah, there? And anybody, yes, and anybody with half a brain would say that in Fairview, the best place to put the cycle lane is in the park, where you're causing the least disruption to the least amount of people. They seem to have decided that they're going to totally disrupt motorists and society at but, large. But, but, but isn't the idea, and I'll ring here the nail on the head, isn't the idea eventually by 2030 to either have you in an electric car or not in a car at all? Well, I mean, if you're listening to... an electric chair if they catch you in a car. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and just on the bus lane there, and I mentioned that it's gone to 24 hours, it used to be from 7 to 10 in the morning and then from uh, 12 to 7, Monday to Friday. Now it's 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I know we can kind of laugh a little bit at how ridiculous you both seem to think this is. Um, but in real terms, there's a lot of money is going to be lost by local businesses, a lot of inconvenience by locals. There are virtually no businesses now on the main North Strand Road. But Maliki, now, in fairness, Maliki, it's difficult enough to... If you, when you say business, you're talking about passing trade. Because, yeah. well, because well, well, I mean, the th- thing about it is, if you want to go to a business on the North Strand... Most likely, you're not going to get parking there anyway. So, well, there are parking bays which we understand. Well, they'll be gone for the period of this for the next year and a half, or next ten years, whatever it takes, um, because nobody believes that anybody in this country is capable of keeping to a timetable. No, that's the, the, the early 2024. You can write that off <clears> immediately. It'll be late 2024 minimum. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, and there has been absolutely, and I have never seen Donna Cooney down here. She doesn't represent the no, North inner city part. Of she's the councillor in Clontarf, yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't represent this part of the constituency. 
She's not from the... You know, so what, what, has, what has been the area. reaction to the local Green Councillor in the area then? Well, we don't have a Green Councillor in oh, the wait, area. Oh, there isn't a local Green Councillor in the area. Oh, well, maybe yeah, it's Janet Horner. Oh, sure, wanted the, the taxis taken off the, bu- the bus lanes as well. I mean, that was, that was yeah. one of... Uh, we do have a Green TD who has lost a whip. Right, OK. Uh, Again, nobody knows either. Okay, they all represent the more affluent parts of the constituency. Right, and you're not in the affluent part. No, we're in the the reasonable, sensible part where people actually live in the real world. Okay, she said from the last count, there is only twenty about twenty two percent of people using private cars to cross the North Stambridge. Anyway, hopefully, people can make alternative plans. I don't know where she's getting that from. Well, it's only twenty two percent of people are. In other words, now I know. In fairness, no, well, 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 hang on. I mean, there's less cars. Yeah, but I mean, sorry. Twenty-two percent of of a, of a different population. Where a well, lot of an older population, wouldn't they be? North Strand, in fairness, will be an older population. There is partly an older population, and there's a lot of transient workers moving in, um, who who don't have cars. But there, is, I mean, Mike Street there, as you know yourself, Niall, it's difficult enough to get a, get parking, and that's all people who own their cars. That that there are people who live there that's parking there. Mm. You know, so. And it's the same in all of the streets. People have a car or two. And now they're being told, you're the enemy. I mean, that's what this is about. The motorist who pays actually to drive on the road, who pays tax and insurance, unlike either the cyclists or the people flying along on scooters, who are, you know, and it's only a matter of time now before some woman, old woman or child or old man is run over by a fast scooter on one of the footpaths around here. I, I get it. But so just getting back to Noel Ring, now there is an argument that, you know, for to move forward and evolve as a city or as a country and for our streets to evolve to accommodate you know cyclists pedestrians and everybody safely that there has to be people discommoded at some point and people have to be put out uh, you know and that just has to happen unfortunately absolutely and, and we know that and we, we fully accept that but what I would say in this particular instance that they don't have to be discommoded to the extent that it is happening. This idea of the, as I said, sneakily and just under the radar. They're saying it's not sneaky, they just were all warned about it. We weren't. No, now, no. Mind you, I do, I do agree with what was said today, and I heard somebody mentioning, by the way, on the leaflet, the map, because I've seen the map, the Irish Mirror reprinted the map. The map seems to be missing about 20 streets for some reason. I don't know what the, Malagy's uh, street doesn't even exist on the map. There you go. <laughs> no, no, and they've no. all these little arrows in different colours and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it looks you know? quite fancy. And, and, well, as and I if my street doesn't exist, what, what hope have the rest of the... the, the well, so we'll stay there, just stay there both of you before I go into the break because I just want to take Peter on the line while we're at it here. Peter, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Peter? Hi, Niall. Um, hi, Deirdre Niall and Malachy. Um, so, basically, I'm from Clontarf and uh, I commute quite regularly from Clontarf into the city centre. And we also work in around the city centre then as well. Now... My one of my best friends is uh, is a cyclist. He's a professional cyclist, and uh, he trains coming along the Clontarf Road all the way out as far as Wicklow and that direction. And he said that the cycle lanes that are there are sufficient as they are because they're already laid. Um, mm-hmm. If the road becomes, uh, if the cycle lane becomes too busy, he nips out onto the road, and it's simple as. If you go up and down that road at any time of the day, it doesn't matter when it's day or night, you will see at least 30 or 40 cyclists using the road. 
rather than the cycle lane is provided there in North Strand. I, by personally, I think that should be illegal, by the way. I think if there's a cycle lane and you're caught using the roads, you should get a fine. No more than a car can use the cycle lane, but that's beside the point. That's a whole other issue, a whole it's other topic. It's illegal for them to go through red lights as well. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know in England they're bringing in, the Transport Secretary's bringing in new legislation in England in relation to reckless cyclists, because unfortunately we don't have the legislation or it's ignored in this country. Sorry, Peter, but how is it going to affect you getting in and out of town now? You're going to have to take an alternative route. Yeah, pretty much. I'm looking at it now. Um, my better option there, as uh, Matthew was saying, is I'm, I'm looking now at going over the Alfie Burn Road, down into East Wall, uh, maybe as far as the point, all the way up the Keys, um, over Pierce Street Bridge, and then up the Keys again. Jesus. I, I, I can only imagine how difficult that's going to be. Mind yeah, you, you could stop yeah. off at East Wall there and get cheap petrol and cheap diesel in the garage there. That's the best price in Dublin, I believe. I give a few of the cyclists a bang of the van. At the <laughs> but, um, like, I remember going in last, uh, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, Donna, Donna done herself. Um, she took it upon herself because she believes she's representing the people of Clontarf. Now, well, in fairness, now different people have different opinions of her policies and what she views. I mean, she was voted in. Well, I mean, with the great respect, she was voted in for a reason. You might not, you might not agree with her. No, well, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the board of the Clontarf Historical Society. Okay, yeah, but you might not agree with her policies, or you might not agree with what she's doing. But people did, people did vote for her. People voted for her in the area. Okay. But okay, so you look. I, I don't want to get because she's not in the air to obviously defend herself. But in relation to her policy, in relation to this particular corridor, this bus corridor, or this cycle corridor, you don't agree with her. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to come on the air and badmouth her. But at the same time, she just did. I just did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah I apologize there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she she stood in the park there uh, a couple of weeks ago and got a couple of photos taken for the paper and for her. Instagram. But that's what politicians and councillors do, isn't it? I'm sure Niall Ring has done that in a few occasions, haven't you? Niall got a few. Yeah, and I was pretty shy, Niall. I'm pretty shy. Listen, lads, I have to take a break. I don't think we're going to go anywhere with this, to be honest with you, lads, because it's a done deal, Maliki, isn't it? Well, unfortunately, yes. And yeah. so, no, so, and so, what's the point? Everybody, so, what's the point? Everybody getting angry about it? I suppose well, at this point, now we could have got angry a few weeks ago and stopped it, but it's well, done now. We didn't now. know about it a few weeks ago. You well, see, you're claiming problem. you didn't know about well, it. Well, well, get them to, to show. I mean, the it's, well, 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 hang There's on. Not one person in this area that got that leaflet. Yeah, and if, if they change the time, are you telling me nobody in North Strand got the leaflet? No, exactly. Absolutely no one, Niall. So why did people in Mahini get? Well, it's like why did people three million houses? in the past week, get the brochure on Bert's and, and, you know, adopted person when only 70,000 people fit into that category. It's a waste of money. And they probably, probably the, the people down in Limerick might have got the leaflet as well because it might be the same contractor. <laughs> All right, listen, guys, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, Councillor Niall Ring, a former Lord Mayor, and also Maliki Steens, a local solicitor and businessman in the area. And also thanks, Peter, as well there, a resident from Clintarf who has an issue with it too. A lot of people, by the way, are going to be affected by this badly. It says it'll be finished by 2024. I would like to believe that. I can't believe it. I won't believe it. And it will not be ready by early 2024 because the way things work in this country, you can double that time. So they're saying a year and three or four months, whatever it is, it'll probably take two years, at least. So you're all going to be stuck. Uh, unless you're in a bus, on a cycle or a pedestrian, you can't use that particular area. So you're going to have to find an alternative route. And all the alternative routes now are going to be backed up with traffic because everybody else... Have you ever seen the traffic that comes to Fairview up through North Strand? It's mental every day because it's a main archery. So all that traffic is going to have to go somewhere else. They're not all suddenly going to get a bus. 
Eamon Ryan, you're delusional if you were Donna Cooney, for that matter, uh, Clontarf Green Councillor. You're delusional if you think everybody's just going to jump on a bus just because they can't do that. They're all going to find an alternative route and clog them up with their carbon emissions and everything else that you're so worried about. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.